to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. It is officially the last episode of 2022. And do you just want to start? you want to tell everyone what happened to you? Oh, yeah, we went into, well, first of all, I want to make sure that uh, I hope that everyone had a great holiday weekend. <laughs> no, no, this is more important. What happened to you? Um, so in my good Samaritanism, I decided to take cookies to our garbage men after the polar vortex. Mid or during polar vortex. Mid, the this polar was vortex. It was mid vortex. Um, on Friday, uh, 9 a.m., and ran out in my slippers. To catch the garbage men. Yes, you did. And as I was crossing the yard and stepping onto the sidewalk, the sidewalk was a full sheet of ice, and I ate pavement. Yes. And what did you get? I got a brace (laughs) and an upcoming medical bill. Yeah, a high ankle sprain, which, I mean, (laughs) luckily, it's not a fracture, and I say luckily only because that means we don't have to go for, like, a follow-up with an orthopedic specialist. But it, it is going to mean, I think they said it's it's like a longer recovery time for they a spring. They said, yeah, it will be tender Yeah, anywhere from four to six weeks. Yeah, it's awesome. So now you get to work from home for two weeks. I do get to work from home from two weeks. Because it is, it is my right ankle, so I should not be driving. Right. You need your uh, that joint to to get a lot of driving done. So not exactly the safest to be driving Right. 45 minutes to work. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It is not. So that was, uh, that's, I mean, so that was the day before Christmas Eve. So, uh, you guys can imagine how that maybe put a damper on some things, but still a really good holiday. And, and we do obviously hope that everyone here listening had a magical Christmas and got all the good presents and stuff, or at the very least, hope you can fight with your family. Like, I mean, at least you, you enjoyed yourself, like bare minimum. Let's just, you know, throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, last episode for us for 2022, which is exciting. It's been, it's It's been been a a crazy year. year. There's been a lot that's happened and that's kind of what we're going to talk about, right? Is like starting the year, um, didn't obviously anticipate a lot of what happened. Sure. You know, uh, so we're going to, we're going to talk about it. There's some, some key successes, uh, for those of, I mean, cause I think a lot of you, and we'll get into this in a minute too. Like a lot of you guys listening to this probably haven't listened to some of our earlier stuff. Um, you probably don't exactly have the, the clearest picture of what things were like, uh, <laughs> you know, this time a year ago as, uh, we were leaving 2021 coming into 2022 now leaving 22 going into 23. Right. Um, so this will hopefully give you some context about, you know, the last 12 months and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited to get into it. So before uh, I forget, uh, I'm going to, of course, jump in and, and say thank you to our sponsors here. This is a sponsored podcast after all. And I have to start with Eclipse Holsters. Guys, head over to EclipseHolsters.com. Let Justin or team hook you guys up with a new new holster, new mag carrier. If you're looking for a belt, maybe you got a new holster for Christmas carry with a good belt that's going to help. I had to show this to somebody this weekend, actually, people not understanding, you know, how to how to carry a gun uh, or a firearm correctly, that a, a belt makes all the difference in the world, a good belt, that is, and they carry uh, core concealment belts and Eclipse holsters. They hooked you guys up with the discount code prepared mindset. It's going to save you 20% off your order. If maybe you got some of that Christmas cash hanging around and you need a new holster or you're looking for a new holster or you know you got a weapon light so you need a new holster, check out what they got going on. 
if you like to carry in the waistband, carry concealed, which you should, right? Uh, their Delta with a concealment wing is great for appendix carry. Their Sirius, uh, that's for their lighted. Uh, Sirius is in the star, as in light. Uh, get the pun. Uh, you know, great option for carrying in the waistband. Uh, again, discount code prepared mindset is going to save you 20% off the order. Again, head over to eclipseholsters.com and check out all the great stuff that Jess and her team have going on. Next up, activecarrytech.com. Guys, Active Carry, Bill and his team are doing things a little bit differently. They have a lot of options out there for the medical supplies that you're looking for and that you need. What I like that they do that a lot of places don't is they actually have a custom kit builder option. So maybe you are looking for something very specific and you want to build it out in a very specific way to address some very specific and certain needs. You can do that. They hooked you guys up. Discount code PMP10 is going to save you 10% off your order. If you don't need the custom builder option, maybe you just have no idea, you can pick up one of their blazer kits. That's a great IFAC. You can pick up one of their gamma kits that's a little bit more robust, more built out. It's going to give you some additional capability. Or maybe you're looking for something small, something that's concealable that you can you know slap on your purse when you leave the house. And if you're out and about at work, check out their Guardian ankle kit. There's a ton of options. Also parts, pieces, supplies, all that good stuff. Again, head over to activecarrytech.com. Discount code PMP10 is going to save you 10% off your order. And last but certainly not least, our good friend John over at LARPLabs.com. LARP Labs is doing some really cool things with computer cut vinyl. Guys, camouflage is super important, right? If you are one of our patrons on Patreon, we had Jonah from 100 Concepts come on and talk about the importance of camouflage and some of the things that they're working on at 100 Concepts. That in mind, painting your rifle is something a lot of people jump to to help address camouflage. Optics and lights and night vision are some of the things that people hate to paint because they, they're deathly afraid, for good reason, of damaging those products, right? So check out the vinyl wraps that John and LARP Labs have going on. Discount code prepared mindset, all lowercase, is going to save you 10% off your order. This is the same 3M, again, computer cut vinyl that's used on competitive rock crawlers. He covers things like handheld lights, weapon lights, optics, uh, laser units, maybe you got a D2 like a Steiner D2 laser or PVS-14, all that good stuff in a ton of different colors and patterns. Again, LARPLabs.com, discount code, all lowercase, prepared mindset. It's going to save you 10% off your order. Head on over to LARPLabs.com and check it out for yourself today. Okay, got that all out of the way. So let's talk about 2022. Started off pretty, I, I mean, I had some ideas, had some goals, right? Right. Um some things that I wanted to achieve, but not necessarily a, a very strict timeline on that. Not necessarily <coughs> um, really a ton of uh, rigidity, Yeah, I'll say. You know, there were just certain things we want to get done. And uh, I, you know, I wrote down a list because I had to kind of like really brainstorm on this. Uh, I don't, and I don't really think any of them were achieved in a specific order. No, I, I mean, some of them happened simultaneously. Some of them happened months apart. It's just... Yeah, throughout the year, that's how yeah. it uh, unfolded. Yeah, some of it's hard to plan, you know. Um, I guess the first one on top of, on the top of my list because it actually did kind of start at the beginning of the year. I got my suppressor. Yeah. Um, which it started in that you know, like if you jump back to Thanksgiving of last year, I bought it on Black Friday. Where it comes into twenty twenty two though is it, it was January twenty eighth. I remember um, I got a phone call 
from my FFL mm-hmm. from uh, Michigan. Great, like long-standing establishment here in the area saying, hey, um, we're converting everybody who's got an outstanding stamp with us or, or outstanding um, application, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or I forget what the paperwork's called, but uh, we're yeah. converting everybody over to e-forms. And they go, oh, okay, so is that going to like just pick up where I left off? You know, because at this point I'm two months in, mm-hmm. almost three months in. Uh, wait, hold on. Two months in. I was two months in. <laughs> so I go, oh, cool. So is that going to, you know, just pick up where I left off and then jump me straight into that 90-day window? So I'll have it in like a month and a half. They go, no, it's going to it's gonna restart your clock, but it will be a lot faster. So I go, okay, all right. Well, you know, I, I got that taken care of. And uh, by the beginning of May, I think it was like the second week of May or end of the first week of May. Yeah, right I about. Just, yeah, I just randomly got an email one day. I'm sure, I think you were at work. And I called you. I like, had a very excited message and phone yeah. call. Yeah, because I mean, I and I, I reached out to uh, Chris Blau, my good friend over at 1911 Syndicate, and he works with CGS suppressors. And I'm like, hey, man, I just got this email. And it's I opened it up, and it's like a picture of my you know stamp and documents and stuff. He's like, oh, that's awesome. I goes, yeah, so what do I do? He's like, well, you just go get it. I'm like, I don't need to do anything else. He's like, yeah, man, you just go get it. And then I discovered that uh, Michigan is actually closed on Wednesdays. <laughs> and it was a Wednesday. So I had to stew and brood for another, you know, 24 hours, uh, which, <clears throat> you know, at that point you wait roughly five, six months. You're like, another day is not going to kill me. Um, Maybe not you. It was a very interesting household during that 24 hours. Yeah, yeah I was really uh, excited during that time. But Rightfully uh, so. Yeah, I mean. it, it did allow me to plan. Um, they opened it like... 10 or 11 the next day like i took my lunch break early i had time to plan it out with my boss and like hey i have to leave um i have to go to the sporting goods store um, on my lunch today like i was there i called them in advance and they're like yeah just plan it might take like 45 minutes they were actually great i was in and out in less than 15 which was just stellar um and yeah that i mean that was really really uh a cool a cool uh, accomplishment i mean it was something Obviously, I'd already paid for. I knew I was pretty sure it was going to happen. Right. Um, but we've also we've also had friends right that, that waited over a year. Right. Pre e form filing. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it was the the timeline was uncertain because the e form was new and in theory it was only supposed to be ninety days or whatever. But once they pick it up, which I think there's so you give or take like a two week or three week. Right. Window, um, which was about what mine. You know, and, and it really was true, but it was it was a new thing, and no one really knew for for certain that that's what was the timeline was going to look like. Because you're right, some people got it in six months, and some mm-hmm. were eighteen months. Like, yeah, it was just. And then I got to you know take advantage, use it during the rifle class I was in, and shoot it a couple times, and uh, it's been fun. It's been great. Um, speaking of class, rifle class, uh, number two on my list actually is uh, kind of ties together a couple here. Um, I got to take two classes this year, which that was another one. I didn't know for certain what that was going to look like, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to take at least one class this year. Um, I had the opportunity to take two, and it was your first class. It was. This year, uh, which um, actually also took place in January. So like right at the beginning really of the year. Has it really been that long? Yeah. We took that concealed carry tactics course uh, together, which was really, really fun. It was I know, a ton of fun. Yeah. You loved it. Uh I got second place in the contest at the end of it, as I recall. Yeah, I think so. On a technicality. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I will graciously accept technicalities included. Um, 
And then was it September? I want to say like second or third week of September. <clears throat> Somewhere took, in there, yeah. Yeah, I took another carbine class at uh, Ann Arbor Arms uh, with Robbie, and that was just awesome. Uh, I was the only guy in the class that was running a can, but still really cool. It was my first time dealing with uh, like a, a major malfunction with, with a firearm, which was more of it was an ammo issue. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, still, that was, yeah, my first time having to work through that, um, and that's going to be something I'm pretty positive is on both our lists for next year is to take again at least, at least one, one class uh you know each if we do it together then cool uh, if not I'll, also fine <clears throat> yeah i mean i'll also say i want to uh take a stop the bleed course which they do from time to time host out there mm-hmm. um so i mean that's kind of an accomplishment and looking forward into 2023 something worth worth noting is that uh, I think the concealed carry, concealed carry tactics course is probably one of the most applicable uh, things you can do as a concealed carrier. If you're actually going to be out there carrying a firearm day in, day out, you really, really should make sure you take some kind of instruction um, that, that's going to address those skills, those skill sets, and those kinds of scenarios. Uh, things like drawing from concealment, shooting from retention uh, are all really important and all things that we went through and, and, you know, obviously you don't have to come here to Ann Arbor or take a course. I mean, you should, if you can, <laughs> um, I think it's a great facility and Robbie does a good job, but, <clears throat> um, definitely something that if you're carrying a firearm, you need to be trained in how to, how to use it and understand what you're doing. Yeah. And, and, uh, dry firing will uh, obviously helps, but there's nothing that can quite replace actually doing it. And you, you don't need to do it often but it was very different and eye-opening to actually be able to shoot my gun during certain scenarios it's like the validation of all your practice and it it would make me feel better you know there's there's things about like shooting from you know right at retention right like right at your hip real close together and like what to do to get you know distance between Mm -hmm. you and, and an attacker and things that like logically like you know are like concepts you know are there but maybe don't specifically think about so like like for me i'm not a tall person so getting away from someone's my number i mean for anyone but like my arms aren't gonna do anything to stop anyone right well and it just it puts everything in context and you know i think you you'd probably agree you 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 performed better than several other people in the class yes likely due to dry practice very much so there given were definitely how very people there that, that struggled. Given how seldom I am able to get out to the range, I think dry firing and in tandem with a class, you get you get you're going to be able to get the most out of your class because you're not going to have to worry about as much in the fundamental standpoint because you'll have right. worked on it in a dry fire. Right. Well, and then actually that class is what led to the next one on my list, which was um actually I this is the first time I actually sent out my slide or a slide for a firearm and got, got my 43 X milled mm-hmm. for a red dot was after I took that class, I ran it with, we both ran it with irons and you know, you still have irons, but yeah. I instantly realized that the guys with dots were, were faster. Yes. Like, and not like, Hey, you just barely beat me. Like they were noticeably quicker. And I was like, you know what? That's it. Um, I, <laughs> that was I, the last push you needed. Yeah. I've had uh, a guy locally that I know about that, you know, for like 150 bucks, he was able to get it milled and taken care of for me. So, uh, literally, that was a we that class was I think on a Sunday. Yeah, <coughs> it was a Saturday or a Sunday over the weekend. Yeah, um, 
I think it was a Saturday actually, but that Monday on my lunch break, I drove out and dropped it off. Yep. And uh, I think like two weeks later, I had it back. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty quick turnaround time. Or yeah. As yep. you know. I had to take it back and have them like mount it because the screws had to be cut down a little bit. So that's the only reason it took two weeks instead of one week. It was a pretty gnarly blizzard too. I remember when I went out there, I had to go pick it out, this, <laughs> pick it up the second time and meet the guy. Like we actually went out and had dinner with some friends uh, and got pizza, and it was just like really rough driving and conditions. Definitely, probably shouldn't have gone out to dinner, but we were both already out there. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily make a difference. Like it, it was on the way. We were, home. Yeah, we were already out. It's not like we went out of our way to. Just meant that we got good service because there were way there were way fewer people out on the roads and stuff than. Uh, than normal but at any rate you know the getting the slide milled if anybody listening to this is, is apprehensive um about it i think there's not quite as much to be scared of as you might think yes you have to understand that you'll be without your firearm for a while mm-hmm. the big companies if you don't have one locally that does good work where you know you can go drop it off personally and you know you can go pick it up personally in two weeks whatever their lead time is some things to consider, you know, definitely have to be aware of that. But I, I think that if you are running irons, you should really uh, consider if it's in your budget getting into an optic. Um, just, just talk with my buddy, right, who uh, is moving into a new law enforcement agency and uh, has and runs an Aimpoint Acro now, mm-hmm. um, which is the closed emitter. It looks like a mailbox on a Glock slide, and he, he's never run pistol optics before, and he's just you know tickled to death. <laughs> he, he loves it there's a learning curve but he loves it right um so that was cool you know i had to kind of I, I i didn't have to learn how to shoot with a dot because my glock 19 has an rmr on it however i did have to work it into my dry fire practice it is a little bit different you know drawing from concealed not not a ton there's a lot of obviously uh parallels there from what i was doing uh, from a outside the waistband versus concealment but uh, still, uh, something really, really cool that happened that I, that one I didn't necessarily plan for. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, that was kind of a, I don't want to say it wasn't spur of the moment because it is something that you had thought about in the past, but it kind of came up suddenly after you, you know, took the class. It was like there was that last little shove over, you know, t- to push you over the fence and all yeah. of a sudden here you are. Right. No. And, and again, it's something I think a lot of, key, a lot of guys think about, especially if you bought, like my brother has a Gen 4 Glock 19. Mm-hmm not it's not an mos like my 19 is i specifically went out and bought an mos right and if you guys are listening to this clock mos is modular optic system so it basically allows for you to swap different plates out on the rear of your slide and the different cuts on the plate allow for different optic what they call footprints to be utilized so you can put on a trigicon rmr or a hollow sun 507 series or an aimpoint acro uh, Delta Point Pro, you know, if you have old doctor sites, uh, Vortex Venom, Vortex Viper, you know, like all those, the Burris Fast Fire series, all those things. Um, <clears throat> if you don't want to send it out to be, you know, get milled for that specific footprint, you can use the modular optics style uh, products. Uh, I will say if you do have one of those or if you are looking and you do buy one, get an aftermarket plate. They use like super cheap, shitty pot metal, um, and, which I don't understand about Glock. Like they won't just call it like a premium package where you could get like steel iron sights. They, they, they'll never, they've never changed that, fixed that, whatever. They won't upgrade the MOS to like, if, if it costs 50 bucks more, it costs 50 bucks more. But like those things, you know, Sage Dynamics has done a lot of testing on them. They're absolutely terrible. There's a lot of like forward controls. There's all kinds of, you know, companies out there 
that have developed better plates that kind of fill in the gaps and things like that for a more secure uh, hold grip, I guess, um, with the optics of the slide. So I know SIG kind of does it now. Uh, M&P finally got on that bandwagon and <coughs> um, has released some uh, options that have optic cutting on there. I will never buy another firearm or another pistol, I will, I'll say, that's not set up for optics. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I see that, especially, like, even if you don't think about it now, like, you don't have to run it. You can leave the plate on or so, the, the factory plate on there. So it's like, because stuff like this happens all the time, right? You're like, oh, no, I'm I'm just going to do this. I just want, you know, I don't want anything fancy. I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. have it like this. And then your hobby, you know, sort of as a hobby spirals out of control and... Now you do yes. a lot more of it, and it's now now you're kicking yourself because now you want us. So now you either have to go without to get it done, or and then you're you're limited because you're specifically having it milled for that specific optic, or you could just shell out a little bit more money right, right. now and and just be done with it and have the option should you so yeah. want to at any point in time. Well, and then that way you're not set up for only the RMR footprint or only the Delta right. Point footprint. You know, the modular optic stuff really is uh, the kind of the way of the future. Um, the Axiom slide series, I can't remember who makes it. It might be Zev or some somebody. Like, that was, they, they figured that out, you know, years and years ago. But that was, you know, $500 for the slide and under, you know, 100 or $150 for the, the custom plate. Now, theirs was a little bit nicer because it did allow for, you could have it set up so you have the optic with the iron, the rear irons behind it. You could have it set up so that the optic has the rear iron or it has those irons in front of mm-hmm. the optic. You know, there's there a little more option there. Um, but still, it was a very premium feature that for a lot of people that were, you know, they bought a five or six hundred dollar Glock. They didn't have it in the budget to go spend another seven hundred dollars on a uh, on a slide right. and plate. And that's before you even talk about what dot you're running. And at that point in time, like there weren't budget options like the Hollow Sun five hundred seven series or the Sig pistol optics, which I still don't love, but are a more affordable option out there. Um, but it, I digress. Right, so that, that was a good one. Um, moving forward in time, I guess technically it was around, I don't know, like April. Uh, I reached out. I uh, had written an article um, and reached out to the folks at Recoil about potentially getting published. Yeah. Um, that didn't work out. I did not. Obviously, my, my article didn't make it in there. However, I was featured and interviewed um, in what their concealment issue, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up coming out. You know, I waited to hear back and uh, got confirmation it was going to be, like, the August issue. And, like, okay, cool. And you and I drove all over God's freaking Oh, my creation. God. And it was so hard to find. Yeah. Well, it wasn't hard just, to find. It was, like, the timing. Yeah. And that's, I was going to say, it's not, it's not, I don't want to blame Barnes & Noble because they're basically the last bastion of, like, commercial booksellers. Yeah. Um, it, I believe it's a distribution issue. Yeah. Supply chain issue, which we're all still, you know, reeling from with COVID, right? So we drove, I mean, we called and checked like seven different stores. And the seventh one we went to, like, was, I mean, we had to drive like 35 minutes to get out to it. Like, yeah. Uh, I checked at the one as I was coming home from like band camp. They didn't have it. You you worked several cities away and you're, because your basically, commute is like 40 minutes each way. Yeah. And I basically checked every Barnes and Noble <clears throat> between, yeah. like, there's one right by my office, but then I checked every single one between home, you know, even roughly between home and work. And I think only, I mean, 
none of them were really like on the way home i mean like yeah sort of but i saw to go out of my way well, and, and yeah and, we didn't find them anywhere and then we got to that last barnes and noble that we tried on a whim mm-hmm. and they had like seven or ten of them so i ended up buying like three right i was just i was waiting for the um i was waiting for them to like switch it over that's all it, it was, was all like the old issues almost everyone we talked to was like yeah we probably have them like but they've not been put out yet yeah, it was a real struggle, and I will say, if anybody here listening does work at a Barnes and Noble or has like a spouse or something, like maybe you can talk to management and find out what the hell. Because I mean, I went everyone that I went to, I, I went and I was like, "Hey, do you have this in the back?" And they're like, "Oh, no, we don't." And then like talk to other ones on the phone, they're like, "Oh, we might have it, we just haven't put it out yet." And I'm like, "Well, they told me they didn't have it and stuff," and then like, "Well, some stores don't say that, but." others do and things and it just is this huge stupid issue like listen like you even told the one lady i think you're like my husband's in it that's why i'm looking that's, for yeah this. that's why i'm looking and for this like oh yeah that's so cool yeah i no, still we don't have it, it. <laughs> yeah um but that was neat it, it is really i got a lot of support and love for that which was really really kind of cool um and it, I, yeah i just i didn't i never actually thought i'd end up in print anywhere uh sharing my my thoughts and uh, approach kind of to home defense and and what I carry for personal defense and things like that. So, uh, really cool opportunity and and very humbled to be able to be featured in in publication, let alone like a large one like Recoil. Even right. for the, you know if, if people don't necessarily maybe don't read the concealment editions quite as much because they're they're not published monthly. I think they're quarterly or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but still, I mean, awesome. I I framed it up. Like I spent, I spent like sixty bucks on the frame for it. Like so, I, we could frame the cover and the actual page of my article. So, uh, that's going to be up on the wall sometime in the near future. Uh, <laughs> given that you know we basically got that done in September, it is now the end of December. Still hasn't gone up. It's just it's, it's on, on the, the list. You say it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll get to it eventually. Um, moving on down in the list. Uh, Let's see. I finished your spare parts build. Yes, you, have, you did. Uh, yeah, you have a ten and a half inch uh, AR pistol now, which started life during the events of 2020. I'm not going to use the word so this episode <laughs> doesn't get flagged or something. But uh, that was my my project before starting the podcast. Was I was like, I'm you know I have a, a spare barrel. That was basically it. Like I swapped the barrel out of my AR pistol, so I had a ten and a half inch barrel laying mm-hmm. around, and I was like. And I think some, like, a handful of other parts, like... Yeah. Yeah. But... So I had to basically buy an upper receiver and an upper receiver parts kit. So yeah. I think the additional investment at the time was, like, a hundred bucks or something, like, mm-hmm. negligible, um, until I jacked up the, the gas block, the front sight post, <laughs> and had to cut it off after I snapped off the taper pins. Yep. Or one of the taper pins, so then I had to, like knock out the other one and the piece of the one that was in there and we had like a low profile gas block for it but um that was sitting around for like a year and a half or two years right um and then with the events of the current administration uh you know (laughs) being very vocal and pushing for you know the common sense uh, assault weapons bans and gun control and all those things i i finally i ordered uh an aero precision lower and kind of swapped some things around and stuff so uh, basically now you have a 10 and a half inch AR pistol that you yes, can train with. Um, it was, I mean, a spare parts build, but it wasn't like just the jankiest shit you've ever seen thrown <laughs> together. A lot of it was like 
just parts I would save after I would, I would upgrade or change. Like, oh, I don't like this Tango down grip quite as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And I got a BCM. So I, the Tango down grip made its way onto that that yeah. lower. Perfectly, perfectly fine. It was just a, pr- a preference <clears throat> yeah. you know, scenario at that point. Yep. I had a quad rail, quad rail laying around. Um, found like a... It had to be an open box. It was an open box discount for like 60 bucks, got like a Streamlight rifle uh, yeah. light. Uh, like their scout light, basically. Um, so not super powerful, but perfectly good for the application that we were, you know, putting this together for. Um, I wound up moving to like a T-Rex Arms light bar for it, for my light. So then I just took the thorn tail from Haley Strategic and put that on yours. Like, yes, you know, I got the suppressor. So then all the Surefire stuff I had made it on the spare parts build. So there's a warden on there. It's not just, mm-hmm. a, you know, A2 flash hider, but, uh, that was, that was kind of a cool one. Um, Something that had been on the list for a while, and I had just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, I will say that was also my first time buying uh, Aero Precision, and mm-hmm. uh, I know they get a lot of love from certain people in the community. Really like the lower receiver. Uh, really, really recommend it <clears throat> to anybody looking. However, I will say it is it was really frustrating because your spare part build that had like cheap stuff for some things. Yeah, like the upper receiver that I bought was an Anderson, which is you know, a very much a budget brand and the lower receiver is a Palmetto. Um, and the lockup between your upper and lower is like rock solid. Yeah. Like there's no wiggle there. And even after I put like the Griffin armament in large takedown pins, like you I were still, so upset. I, I was, there's no <laughs> way, there's no way that the spare parts build is supposed to feel nicer than it's not janky, but there, yeah, there's no way that this janky build is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not supposed to be nearly as nice as actually I was actually pretty irritated. I'm like, God damn it! Well, didn't you didn't you send in for larger ones after that? Yeah, so yeah, the, the Griffin armament takedown pins. Like no, I, but I, already... I thought I, I thought you had done something else, like to try to, like something else to try to to make it. Uh, I used more... an Accu wedge that does help cut down on some of the okay, wiggle and like, stuff. Because there's something not... else. Because yeah, you took you changed the takedown pins, and you were just immediately. Like flabbergasted yep. that like that with normal pins and everything like the lockup between your upper and lower was uh, it just just happened to be you know really 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 the freaking disbelief good. on your face when you realized was just I don't blame you but yes yeah, not something kind of that's funny. necessarily ever planned to happen but certainly obviously does happen um kind of like this next one um actually was able to connect with some local guys and and have like one range session with them before the weather got bitterly cold and disgusting <laughs> uh actually when i was talking i was talking to uh drew hopkins about it when he was on the podcast and uh he was talking about his range days being cold at like 52 or 55 <laughs> degrees and i was like i think the last time i was out it was actually 34 you almost 32. canceled because it got yeah. really cold that day it was really miserable there were snow flurries as we were like wrapping up and stuff um yeah, I was wearing like two pairs of like like underlayers and stuff. Yeah, um, oh yeah, like no. two it pairs was... of, of pants and like wool socks and uh, two two or three shirts and everything. Like it was it was not a warm day up here. Um, no, but actually connected with uh, Tyler from uh, the Longhouse podcast. Turns out that he is local to me, like very local. <laughs> um, and then our buddy Steve. Uh, who turns out has some uh, some land that he's kind enough to allow us on to uh, to practice and shoot, and is a really good time. And I, that, that was something like it's been on my list for years. Like find local guys to train with. Yeah. Um, 
I was really happy when you were able to do that. It's really tough. It is. You know, finding guys that are as devoted to this in the same way. In the same way, yeah. Um, you know, and you have, I mean, there's a lot of things that we agree on. Uh, there's some healthy discussion and disagreement <laughs> on other things, which uh, it can be frustrating, but it can also be really cool. Um, I've definitely learned a bunch from Tyler, uh, you know, around things like radios and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the, I'm sure the plan is to do more of this stuff going into 2023, but uh, that actually just started off a uh, post thread that Josh Lowry from TRX Arms threw up, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of guys connected that way. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I connected with three or four other guys in Michigan via that, that thread as well, but... It's like everybody that I meet is like 45 minutes to four hours away. I'm going to say four hours is a little little much. That, re- that requires some specific planning. But 45 minutes, I drive that to work right. some days. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't yeah. be that bad. But sometimes it is. And it's just, I mean, it does require, it's not like quite as easy to be like, hey, let's just go do something for the person who is on your way out to do something, yeah. you know, 10 minutes away. But... Yeah, but I mean, now it's good. You can kind of plan ahead for some range day type things, or you can start, we can, you know, I can start trying to build out some plans or planning that involves a network yes. uh, of guys that are, again, like-minded with, you know, some related skill sets and things. It's not just building a network of, I know this person who's an EMT and this person who, you know, knows how to process and hunt, you mm-hmm. know, meat and stuff and uh, this person that knows electrical and that person's mechanic, like right. it's less of a survivability network and more of an overall preparedness network as you're able to incorporate those kinds of individuals into things. Sure. Um, and I, you know, listening, anybody listening to this, I, I strongly encourage you to do the same thing. It may take a while. Like I said, I, I've been looking for a couple of years to try and connect with people that are in the area and willing to do this kind of stuff. You get a lot of folks that are just okay with owning a handgun <clears throat> or okay with owning a rifle. Right. Or maybe they spend the money on the gear, but they don't want to spend the money on ammo and training or, you know, whatever in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of those things on their own or even a couple of those things on their own are enough. Sure. Right. There has to be that desire to train and to get better. I would actually rather have somebody with out the gear and with a couple of firearms, Right. Mm-hmm. That wants to learn and wants to do the training and wants the knowledge, and will acquire the gear as they go. It, it's the the mindset like you've you've just gotta you've gotta want it like the attitude. Yeah, it's and, and and there's nothing inherently wrong with being okay with just a firearm. It's not what I would recommend. It's not what you would recommend. It's not what we recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so much more to it that is applicable to your everyday life and is worthwhile at least dabbling in if nothing else um but yeah you've you've got to want it for the right reasons and and it's okay if the reasons are different you know everyone's everyone's uh home unit is is different i mean it's gonna be slightly different but it's 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 gonna be a lot of the same you yeah, know, like it's it's the that that same mindset and that same approach to these things, like the the concern and personal accountability and things like that. That yeah, are really what what solidifies it. So it, it's nice you can have these conversations with people, and you're not talking to somebody who's only a hunter that really has no concern or care with a lot of what you're talking about, you know, and vice and versa. 
and and I will say <clears throat> like just because I know we've we've talked to some people, like hunting's a great skill to add to this. Like it, it really oh, is. Yeah, it's absolutely. an excellent skill. Bushcrafting but, skills, fieldcrafting skills, hunting. But there's we we know some people who don't even like see it as a survival skill. Like yeah. they go they go out yeah. and hunt, and it, I mean it is a sport, so I don't want to like take away from that. But yeah, they just they do it for fun, and they don't they don't even acknowledge like this the skill that they have that they could could teach people or that like can benefit them. So you know like. Hey, you know, someone loses their job, but hey, you went hunting and you got three deer, so you've got meat till the snow, you know, thaws. Yeah. Like, Actually, Ryan, yeah, my buddy Ryan just reached out to me today. He said, hey, do you want some venison? Because he got a second deer and he already had one in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And there's just, and uh, it's funny because that, that happened this morning. Last night I was hanging out with my brother and a coworker, and uh, he's like, I I got three deer this year. I have more venison than I know what to do with. Will you please take some? Yes, we will. Like, yeah, sure. I don't. I don't mind that at all. You know. Um, but yeah, those are all good. It, it, there's a, there's things in common there, but it's just not the same if you're looking to train on things like CQB and right. small unit tactics. Um, it's a different piece of the puzzle. Not to say more important. No, it's just there's just four different. corners. You know, yeah. there's an <clears throat> depending on your puzzle, there could be a thousand pieces none more you know more or less important than the other you need all of them to make the full picture exactly um and then next would be at least this is what i wrote down i mean and this sounds awful it's so disjunct and it's kind of killing me but as we're jumping around here um we did launch our patreon over the summer um same group of friends i've had for a couple years now they've kind of taught me some things about hunting and stuff we were at their wedding and talking to some other friends and oh, why don't you start a Patreon? I'm like, I don't know if the really the market's there for it. Um, did start it in was it like mid to late July or something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a slow start, but it's been it has started, and we've had people sign up, and it, you know, always really cool to see growth in a new area, which kind of for me was a challenge having to adapt to a different way of delivering information and different kinds of information. Um, video not just like a real like a you know three minute video video. or something yeah that was a very i remember it kind of got like brought up i honestly i think did i bring it up originally and then it was you did we we because i actually had created a patreon and never activated it yeah it was fairly overwhelming at first just because it's a new platform like new concept it was just and i had never been I mean, I, I have been member you know, a member of Patreon. You know, I've I've been the subscriber, mm-hmm. the patron, but I've never, you know, I don't have my own, you know, either. So, yeah, it was definitely a learning curve. And um, yeah, I mean, and just and being able to come up with some new stuff, it's been kind of cool though. You know, we've, I've been able to develop a, a you know a drill or two, um, build some some principal targets. That was kind of that was really cool. Yeah, you were um, really excited about both of those. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple targets up there now too. So that that was uh, I, I was pretty excited about getting that going. And then it's just been a really good space to share ideas and thoughts, and you know, uh, be able to expound a little bit further than I can on some of the Instagram posts, mm-hmm. but in a shorter format than what we would do for like a full episode of the pod, right? Um, and in some instances. Uh, do actual episodes that are Patreon specific. You know, right. Jonah from uh, 100 Concepts. Um, 
you know, I had uh, my friend Conan Kilgore on, who some of you guys might know is uh, High Speed Hillbilly. I think now it's High Speed Hillbilly Reborn because he got a new computer after he got banned on the last account and stuff. <laughs> um, but had some cool people on. Had my brother on to talk about bourbon before the holidays and stuff. And then uh, was able to hook some of the uh, or hook all of our patrons up actually with uh, with Christmas gifts this year. So that was really cool. Uh, it's just another step in the pro in the process. Right. Uh, something I'd never imagined this early on that I'd be in a place to like do that, but, uh, it, it just, it worked out. Right. You know, we made it happen. And, um, if anybody is curious about that, we do have some free content that's tied into the Patreon. If you want to head over and check it out, it's patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. You have access to the targets right now. I think there might be some other stuff. And then obviously the exclusive contents, all the, uh, exclusive episodes, the videos, uh, the blog posts, things like that. Um, those are all exclusive access for patrons. And there, I mean, it starts as low as a dollar, some are, th- you know, $3, $5. Um, so go ahead and check that out. But that was a big step. And that actually came around right, well, shortly thereafter, I guess, uh, we broke a thousand subscribers. Yes. That, that was huge. Uh, across all three platforms, a thousand subscribers, because that's when, I mean, technically, according to the podcast industry, which I don't think, I don't even know how you, you measure some of this or who makes these rules, but technically when you break a thousand subscribers, that's like the benchmark for being able to monetize Mm -hmm. through advertisements and things like that. Um, which I haven't yet to do. (laughs) I don't, no one cuts me a check for, you know, (laughs) uh, hundreds, hundreds of dollars. And says, here, I would like to buy advertisement, please. Like, we have some really cool sponsors we work with. Um, none of them give me a, a check. So they hook me up with some free stuff, which is nice, right? Right. But, you know, so, but it's a benchmark, right? It, it's just one more thing that brings, like, um, I don't want to say credibility, uh, but stability. Yeah, I that's guess. probably and a good word it for it. It speaks to, you know, the stability of the project and... Um, you know, as we're getting close to, I think not quite there, but getting close to, uh, 150 episodes, you know, we broke into the 100 episode mark earlier this year. Right. So that was additionally, that was a huge, uh, accomplishment in and of itself. And even while I'm talking about that, you know, subscribers and, and accomplishments, uh, I was completely blown away when I got the, they call it wrapped. Some of you guys probably got this for your Spotify, like the music you listen to, like, you know you listen to a ton of what Taylor Swift and like, um, (laughs) yeah, if, if I used Spotify for my music, I'm sure it would have been, um, it would have been probably a hodgepodge, but yeah, Taylor Swift, you know, and various punk pop albums. (laughs) Right. So they actually put this out for, for podcast hosts and stuff is you can see your metrics and things throughout the year. So, um, in listeners and hours of content, we saw a 999% increase from 2021 into 2022. And also this came out in like mid to late November. So it completely doesn't account for anything that's happened in December. Right. Which is also really, you know, kind of cool to see. Um, the number of our streams is up 908%. And then the number of our followers, which I think is technically like subscribers. Yeah. They call it followers. But that's up 705% from last year. Like that's... Amazing. That's... I, mean, I knew things were going pretty well the last six or seven months of the year. Um, but I did not... Expect by, it. Yeah. To be by quite... any means did I expect that that was going to be how this turned out. 
you know, um, additionally, we're now in 41 countries. That's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. Our top five are obviously the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, and then Belgium and Slovakia, which is kind of neat. I like to see that stuff. It's amazing, but it's, it's just, you know, it's such an, um, an odd concept to think about. Like it's easy just to imagine your friends and, you know, you, you go down that like rabbit hole, right? Like your friends, their friends, friends of friends, like you just expand like that. And, and, and that's how you get a lot of the following, but then it's all of a sudden, yeah, then that, that first one pops up in a, a foreign country and, and it very well could be friend of a friend of a friend, but yeah. well, regardless, it's, yeah, it's a whole new market. And according to Spotify, and this, again, these are all just metrics from Spotify. That's not including like the, the real growth that we saw in both Apple podcast. And then the new one that we jumped on was Google podcast, right. which has been really slow to start. And I don't, it, I don't think a lot of people use Google for their podcasting. Um, in my opinion, it's not, it's just not, it's not as slick of a platform as Spotify or even Apple podcast right. is. Um, but we we're up to like, I don't even know we're, we, we've seen a lot of growth. I know at the beginning of the year, I think we had like, we were in single digit followers on that platform, which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, no, there's, there's been a lot of growth across all the platforms and, and even on Spotify, we are in the top 5% of most shared podcasts globally. Which is fantastic. Yeah, like, it's, it's really cool to see. And I know there's a lot of other podcasts in the space doing really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I was inspired by some of them. And I don't, by any means, you know, want to use this to say that we're better than anybody else. Because <laughs> of course not. We, uh, the, the goal here was always to make this an educational experience and, uh, and a fun, enjoyable experience for listeners uh for for you know everyday folks you you don't have le experience you don't have military experience but you want to know these things you want to have access to the information maybe you want to hear some differenting uh or or different right differing opinions Mm -hmm. on things shooting optics uh preparation tactics whatever right we've had some really really awesome guests uh too many for me to sit here and rattle off um, and I'm certainly not going to draw out like a top five favorites or anything because I, that's not fair to anyone, including me. It's most not fair to me because I've enjoyed all of the conversations I've had like immensely. You know, I have made contacts with some, some truly outstanding folks that have taken, you know, an interest in seeing my success and we've, you know, networked together and coordinated together and stuff like that's been a really that's been really cool. One of my favorite things is, um, as I'm sure everyone else is aware, I don't, you know, I'm not on all the time, you know, frequently, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not the voice you hear. My favorite thing is just after an interview, like the enthusiasm and like ideas that come from like, you'll, you know, you'll wrap everything up and get, re- you know, everything ready to post. And then it's just wow, I really had this great conversation and we talked about this and this and, you know, my thought process on this has changed or it made me think about something in a, a different mm-hmm. way. And it's just every single time. It's cool to hear you say that out loud. So now I know that I'm not just like annoying the shit out of you. When no, I, <laughs> I it's great. And I, and I know that, you know, the people that we bring on are, you know, amazing individuals and have amazing companies and, and thoughts and ideas. But it's also really nice to know, like, you're having this conversation and not only are we doing it to help all of you, but it's also helping us. So it's just, it's a win-win. Well, and again, that was always the goal and everything was to make this an educational experience and make this a resource 
for folks for that kind of information. Like mm-hmm. I know when I got into this community into this space i had so many questions on so many things Mm -hmm. i mean what gear do i buy what optics do i buy all the way on up to who do i look at for training you know you hear horror stories about how bad some trainers are and stuff who's reputable who's good yeah and and the scary part is there's still there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of training companies out there and we've had like obviously a a small sample size of that given Mm -hmm. that we only have had 150 episodes and many of them were not interviews Right. Right. So there's there's lots of, of options and stuff out there. And that's certainly not to say if they haven't been on this podcast, they're not a good trainer. Right. Oh, but of course. Like... I, I 100% stand by everybody that I've had on this podcast. They've all been, A, excellent guests, B, extremely knowledgeable individuals, but C, people I would recommend wholeheartedly that, you know, you seek them out for training if you know, they're somebody that addresses a need which you are interested in, whether it's medical or radio or shooting or small unit tactics or some combination thereof, right? Right. Um, so that's been, yeah, it, it really has been really cool. I've connected with some very stellar and just outstanding human beings. Uh, They've done a lot of really, really great work in the community as well as when they either served in the military or law enforcement or in some cases they didn't serve at all they were just very impactful via social media and in furthering ideas and things like that um that that's it's here to help the the everyday guy or or girl learn more about this in a you know approachable way um it's been really really cool um you know and getting to the kind of the end of things uh, most recently, right. Uh, finally took the plunge and, uh, bought night vision. I'm so glad that that's like done and over. It's the what? I'm so glad it's done and over. Whenever you make large purchases, it's always. Yeah. Uh, that was one, I mean, you know, and and that's, here's the thing. Like, it's one of the things that we, as it made like a a foundational cornerstone here was try to make things approachable and, you know, Part of that is affordability. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people on social media that talk about how you should only buy name brand this. You know, you only you, you should only buy an eight hundred dollar EO, uh, you know, six hundred dollar EOTech or an eight hundred dollar Aimpoint. Nothing else is worth your money. Or a twelve hundred dollar, you know, scope and the rifle should be at least two grand. And you know, and and that's fine. And those are all very good things. But it's not everybody's budget. It, and there are plenty of good things outside of that budget. Yeah, that will budget be- doesn't necessarily have to mean bad can yeah there <laughs> there really are some very bad budget decisions to be made and again that's part of it's part of the educational process yes. that we try to bring forward here is that you know here this if you need to save some money here's a good budget red dot mm-hmm. it's not going to change the world it's not going to have a shake awake it's not going to have maybe the battery life of the 800 dollars unit but it's it's right. it's really really durable and you know vortex has a lifetime warranty or whatever so i've had one i love it Here's why I recommend it. Sure. That kind of thing. You know, 150 or $100 versus six to $800. Right. Those kinds of things. Um, I don't even know where we're going. Oh, sorry. The night vision, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> How can I forget? Um, but yeah, I, I finally, I am in a place where I, I have the suppressor, obviously. I've got, I don't want to or need to invest in other firearms at this point. Right. Um, night vision. And was, I just got a single tube PVS-14. It was the next step. I mean, as far as firearm-ish yeah. related gear goes. Yeah. I mean, the, the you know, I did make the decision to buy a bump helmet during the events of 2020. Yes. When we got the stimulus checks. And a lot of people looked at me goofy for it. And then I had a lot of even, like, goofier looks when people were like, well, 
what do you need a helmet for? And I was like, you know, obviously to protect my noggin, but B, <laughs> in case I ever want to put night vision on it. And I, then you get like the wide eyes and like, why would you ever do that? Like, so, because I can't see it in the dark, obviously. <laughs> uh, but it, it is really cool. And it was one of those things, you know, where I, I kind of got a little bit sick to my stomach about it because uh, it, it's, it's a large purchase, you know, when um, I think a healthy amount of that is good with anybody who is embracing this hobby uh, and training and things is that you should not be so careless and reckless with your money. You know, like uh, a lot of people, it's been very in vogue in the community to talk about you should not go into debt for any of this gear. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I agree with that. I'll also say you should be smart enough and prudent enough to realize that when going into debt for a very, very short period of time can be very beneficial. You know, people's credit cards nowadays have a lot of reward points options. So yeah. in my instance, I had the money set aside to pay for this, right? Mm-hmm. So I put it all on the credit card, A, because it's just easier. And then... Well, you have like for for fraud protection and stuff. Like the yep. credit card companies are way way better than any anything else. So so put it on the card. Uh, got through all the reward points for a twenty hundred dollar purchase. Right, right. Uh, which translates into like any number of things. A hundred dollar restaurant gift card that we could use to go out for a night. Mm-hmm. That's money I don't have to spend on my pocket. Or a hundred dollar Amazon gift card which could buy me something else additional right, any that number I could of need. Things. Um, or it, it, you know, my, my card at least has the option to take that and convert it to a cash payment towards your balance. So maybe that's just $100 in redeeming the points. On top of already going to pay it off because you had the money set aside. Correct. So, um, And additionally, there's benefits to, you know, and I didn't pay it all off at once. Uh, this next paycheck, I'll be, you know, making the last payment. So a month, it's mm-hmm. taking me a month to pay, to completely pay it out. And actually it's already done. Now I'm thinking about it because I bought some office chairs for you and I, but that's nor- here nor there. <laughs> um, people don't understand. And I'm not, I don't want to get down this rabbit hole is that like to build a good credit score, which can help you qualify for lower interest rates and things on loans and stuff. Like mm-hmm. just how the world works for people that don't know and think that banks are evil and everything. How this works when you get things like a car loan, like a mortgage or anything else, you look at a credit score, they look at an established history of repayment. This right. is one of those things that can help with that. Large purchases that you pay off. Right. So cash on everything is good, but it's not always the best. Yeah. There yeah. are there are benefits. Right. But don't again, don't put yourself or your don't put your family in a position to fail because you make poor fiscal decisions uh based around buying the the most current gear and popular kit you know like right now i'm looking for an ir laser and oh just buy a mall like well i don't have 3600 dollars. like well yeah buy once cry once like that's great no right, right now that's not i don't i'm not in the position to make that kind of a decision a 1500 d-ball e that's still a lot of money you know is it a more reasonable discussion yes obviously so um and some of them you can still find on sale you can find, you know, some of those units down as low as $900, depending on what version you buy. Right. You're having a more reasonable conversation than almost four grand. Right. right? So, um, and that's going to be certainly something we look into 2023 around uh, information and the people we bring on and, and all that stuff is night vision capability. It's it's becoming far more common in the community for people to have night vision. It's becoming far more affordable. You can get used tubes. Uh, I know Tyler told me his the very first one he got, I think he's got binos now, but the very first PVS-14 he got, he got for like $1,600 or $1,800, mm-hmm. which is still a lot of money, but 
it's compared to what it is full price. Yeah, you know, like, uh, and if you just want to buy a full, like a brand new one, because you don't want to worry about buying used, like, hey, cool, save the money. Right. Go get a second part-time job. Like, I mean, I teach marching band, so I got a little bit of money from that. Certainly right. not enough to pay for all of it, but it took the Helped. sting out. You yeah. Know? And uh, all those things add up. You know, it's it's this isn't like you get into this and then the next day you're buying a suppressor and then you're buying night vision. Like maybe you are if you if you have a really really good job, and you get you know annual bonuses in the four digits and five digits and if you are like i that's congratulations like i'm balls deep in that idea like that's i wish i had that um but it's a slow burn yeah you know it's a it's a marathon not a sprint so uh but that was a big accomplishment for me i've wanted night vision for years and uh it's now mine i have it uh it is paid off um i got the the mount i got the the g 24 i think the the wilcox mount i got that over christmas from my younger brother which was cool and um placed to order through the night vision or tactical night vision company for the uh, noise fighter ax14 which is their j arm which is a little bit nicer than like the regular gi one Mm -hmm. or rhino mount j arm so it's it's all kind of coming together Um, i'm still waiting on the j arm because it's not going to ship out till the third because people are taking time off for Christmas and the New Year, which is cool. I, I like to see companies shutting down and giving their people time off with yeah. whoever they spend the holidays with. Yeah, I mean it's it it is nice to see. Um, as frustrating as it is for me to have to wait, um, I I do really really uh, value that. Um, but yeah, night vision is going to be cool. I, I look forward to being out to get out and train with it, and I'm very excited for that. And uh, and speaking of excitement, the the last thing I have listed here, I, want, I specifically want to save this for last because it has a little bit less to do with the pod and more to do with with me personally is uh, some of the accomplishments I've made from a, on a physical health standpoint. And even in you as well, you yep. know, we, there was a picture, I, I think we put on a story, like when you go to go put your battle belt on after a couple months of us not really it's doing like that. three or four inches too big. Oh yeah, there was, there was <laughs> I a could, lot I could of sl- adjustability that had to be done there. I could slide the whole thing all, like down my hips. Yeah. Like it, it did hold, but if I were to like, I think even just like jump up, it would have like slid and I could have jumped maybe two or three times and it would have fallen to the floor. Yeah, no, that was very surprising, <laughs> um, considering we had done it early, basically the beginning of the year. So I, I don't remember exactly when, but yeah, very obviously a noticeable improvement and change and being healthy is important, but it's also something I get a lot of shit from people on social media about is my uh, overall appearance and health. And I've had guys tell me things like, "Oh, it's I'm going to PT you till your face falls off. See, it's because you know? you're getting guys... You know, you're, you're getting people who are, um, for anyone who is in on social media, and I will not go into details so if you don't know what this is, Google it, but you're, you're experiencing the male gaze over <laughs> the female gaze. What men think women like versus what women actually like. Well, I mean, so, so regardless, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it, it's a comment I got a lot and continue to get a lot because I, I have no idea. But <clears throat> um, some really cool things I was... I, I sat down and reflected on over the last couple of weeks as I was kind of putting this list together was like beginning of the year, what was I doing workout wise and beginning of the year, uh, I was, you know, like bicep curls or something I really worked on building my upper body yes. and my strength to be able to, you know, all the kit in the world is great. If you don't have the strength to carry that kit and be effective with it, it means nothing. Right. So right. upper body strength is something I really wanted to focus on. Uh, I was struggling at the beginning of the year, and I have no shame in saying this, uh, four sets of 10 at 100 pounds mm-hmm. uh, for bicep curls. Yep. 
that was like I, that was like kind of maxing me out at the time. It, it it's not a it was lot, a lot, but it, that's where I was at. Right um, now, I am up to uh, four sets of five at 150 pounds. So I've added 50 percent overall, and right now, like today's set was, uh, you know, four sets of ten at 130 pounds. Yeah, you know, so over the course of the year, I've pushed my limit all the way up to 150. You right. Know, even I've had days where I'm able to do four sets of six or four sets of seven at right. 150, and and really just max it out. Um, that's not what I do every time, but it's a huge gain for me. And anybody who's really tried to to start from a, a place of not being very healthy and not knowing how to work out you understand what it's like to go from, you know, like doing a shoulder press and everything. I went from like 40 pounds was my max. Brutal and today machine. I, I, I've doubled that. I was Which doing awesome. sets of 10, uh, four times at 80 pounds today. It's amazing. Which, I mean, I didn't know I sat down the first time I did it. I was like, I'll be able to crank this out at 60, yeah, 65 you are, pounds. Uh, and I definitely made that. it four or five like repetitions into that set and was like, Ooh, I'm yeah. not where I think I am. Um, which is a humbling experience, but yeah, you are, and, and I've started to know, and I think you have too, you, you're starting to see a physical difference, yeah. you know, um, for anyone who knows, uh, that is it your traps, traps yeah. you start growing a small person out of your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seeing that that's been really cool. It's not like crazy, but it's definitely there. Um, There's definition. And I'm at the first point, the first time in my life ever where I've been able to actually like flex and like I have have a noticeable noticeable biceps now. Um, not where I want to be, but well on I mean, your way. My focus earlier in life was music. Like for a large portion of my life, my forearms were beefier than my biceps because that's what you use when you're drumming. You right. know, I didn't. It wasn't a focus for me. My legs have always been fine, um, and they continue to be fine. <laughs> but uh, my 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 upper body strength was just not where I wanted it to be. Um, and further, you know, I, I've maintained my weight. While building all this muscle, I haven't dropped the weight. You know, physical appearance-wise, it's I not where I want it to be. But my overall weight is still right around the 250 mark. But well, you're, keeping you're in redistributing. mind while I'm adding, I'm adding muscle. And, you know, that's the tough part, too, is, like, you see some things. It's not always what you want to see. It's not all of what you want to see. Right. Um, but understand a couple of things is in simplest terms, right? If you want to cut weight, if that's seriously all you want to do, that's done in the kitchen. And right. I think a lot of people think that it's all just done by going to the gym. And you were, I think, maybe probably the one that turned me on to the the fat, not the idea, the fact um, <laughs> that if you're looking to burn and keep your metabolism burning, it's actually weightlifting. Yes. That weight will do more will... for that than your cardio will. Yeah, because if you if you want to look at it like as a when you do physical activity, it's it's more than just during that moment of activity. You yeah. don't only burn calories while you're on the treadmill. And it's like or, it's exponent. It's like three times. Yeah, you uh, three times any, more. Any type of cardio maybe gets you a day's additional where your metabolism is up and burning more calories. Mm-hmm. Whereas weightlifting, it's basically continuous as long as you go multiple to the gym multiple times a week because it's like a three day span. And there's there's a lot more science behind that, but in generalities, like that's that's it. Yes, like, I'm if not going, a registered dietitian or nutritionist. Yeah. I mean, if or... you're going three four days a week, like I mean, I'm up to four days now. I may look at potentially a fifth day. Um, that's that's when I started really seeing when I got when I committed myself to a regular schedule and a regular regimen at the gym. Like that's when I really started seeing 
results. The results that I, I wanted. So um, I put that last on the list because I a like it has less to do with the pod, but b like probably something I'm most proud of is just getting healthier. You know, I, I got my biometric screening. I everything went down. My blood pressure is. I mean, white coat syndrome aside. Once I got past that, my so blood you actually pressure were, reading was so way low. You, yeah, you were actually like in the healthy range, not like, yeah, was like you're kind of high. One one eighteen. Yeah, because you know, a lot I mean, of times, I mean, they, they've always taken your blood pressure more than once because you do have white coat syndrome. You're a little, you know, anxious well, when you I, first get I, there. And in years past, like you know, prior prior time in life, I just I never I didn't always eat the way I should and exercise the way I should. Now, like, all my numbers were in the right places, like, noticeably better and stuff, the, you know, last year, but definitely this year and things like that. I feel better. I look forward to going to the gym. Um, still struggling with uh, a lingering medical issue that being healthier really only helps. Right. Um, so that's an additional motivation. But, yeah, I mean, that's probably – I'll say probably one of the things I'm most proud of is that. Uh, but it, it, all in all, I mean, 2022 has been a pretty awesome year. Uh, we've, we've done a lot. I certainly want to thank everybody listening, you know, that, that stuck with us or joined us. You know I mean? You, you, you heard a guest that you were, you follow, uh, on social media or something, and you were very enamored with that and you've stuck around. And I know there's, there's several of you cause you've reached out to me over message. Let me know, which I, I love hearing. So if you guys, if you guys are listening to this, if you've stuck it out this far, uh, drop me a message. Like I love to hear input and what people are, uh, have to say and things like that. Um, and I hope you guys are enjoying enjoying this we certainly are and looking into 2023 uh there's some things in the works um hopefully some changes coming hopefully some uh additional content ideas and things we want to do and uh, i i'm i'm really excited to see where our growth takes us and and keep keep the stride going and 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 further build the momentum no and absolutely and, and to the point about contacting if there's anything you guys want to see yeah, well, you know, I mean, reach. Feel free to reach out. I mean, I've had let a us know, people. and if you've got a question, maybe maybe we can do an you know a, an episode. Maybe we can do a video. Maybe you know any number There's of ways. Already at least one episode. It's unfortunately it's probably not going to be till almost March, just due to scheduling and stuff, but. There's already one episode that's planned based off of somebody's reach out request for for specific information, you know, and I'd love to do more of that. Additionally, stuff like that, you get that, you know, you want to actually have more control over that. You can join our Patreon. That's one of the, if you're a top tier member, which again is only like five bucks, you want to hear more about that? Like we'll produce that content. That's part of being a patron is you get input on that kind of stuff. You want to talk about, you know, taking care of the animals like we do here, uh, you know, which there's dogs, but, um, or any of the homesteading type stuff that we do here with making your own detergent or, you know, food storage. I mean, if that's the kind of stuff you're interested in we don't know to reach out and do that to try and help you guys learn more to help and us you know by proxy learn more unless you reach out so shoot us a dm on instagram you can email us prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail would love to get the feedback would love to hear from you guys uh and just want to say thank you uh so grateful for your support i mean obviously this wouldn't be successful without you uh, and to see the growth, to realize, you know, we're doing the right things and it's helping you, you're following us. Uh, it's, it, it really is. It's, it's an epic feeling. Um, and I just, I can't say thank you enough. Really, really excited. And, uh, and, and really looking forward to what next year is going to be for us. 
So uh, that's all we got for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas, and I hope everybody has a safe and enjoyable New Year celebration, and look forward to more of this in 2023. But until next year, get out there, work hard, train smarter, and like we always say here, be prepared. Be prepared.